Welcome back to the Commerce Collective podcast brought to you by Flywheel. You're listening to This Month Above the Fold, a monthly series on the Commerce Collective feed where one of our digital commerce experts, but mostly Patrick Miller, covers the most important e-commerce stories each month. And this is your October 2023 recap. I'm Emma Irwin, Senior Editor and Specialist at Flywheel, and I have Patrick Miller here, co-founder and co-president of Flywheel here with me, but like actually here with me in real life, which is crazy. And I've been talking for three days straight, if you couldn't tell by the sound of my voice. Patrick, it is eight o'clock in the morning, not even. How are you doing on day two of Unboxed? I'm great. I'm, I'm a little tired, but uh, but well, I had a, a really enjoyable dinner with some old friends last night. And uh, yeah, just been enjoying seeing all the folks in this community and uh, everything that Amazon's been rolling out over the last couple of days. And it's also, that's all cool. But it's nice to see like our colleagues in real life because we all work all over, yes. even the globe, because we have someone from China here. Yes, it's it's nice to see people in the, yeah, in real life and not just through a screen. So it's been, uh, it's been great to see everybody and to watch folks present and do so well. Yes, Gabe and Gloria killing it with killing their it. presentations. Crushing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great one too. All right, for this month's recap, because we're at Amazon Unbox, we're going to focus on different product launches slash announcements that we think deserve to be above the fold in theme with the podcast. So first one we're going to talk about is Sponsored TV. And I had the absolute privilege of talking to Ruslana yesterday about Sponsored TV, and she talked about bringing it to life. But I want to know, and you're also quoted in that press release, but I want to know when you saw that announcement, what was your first thought? Where was your brain going? Well, we've been working with Ruslana and her team for a while on sponsored television. And when I think back over the last four or five decades and how brands got to be big, one of the great ways it was storytelling uh, via television ads. And and if I look back to, you know, the most recent Super Bowl with the premier event of the of the year, you had 50, 60, you know, advertisers total. Sponsored television brings the sort of the similar reach, not quite as big as the Super Bowl, but pretty impressive to everybody. And so it's a real, it's a democratic of television, both for small brands as well as large brands. And so, you know, we think this has got a ton of upside. Our testing with it so far has proven very similar efficacy to sponsored television or to um, uh, streaming television with more efficient CPM. So we're really excited about this, both for enterprise brands as well as for challenger brands. And so I was trying to dig in. I probably wasted time with Jeff trying to understand sponsored TV because I was like, so couldn't you, haven't you been able to advertise via streaming TV for a while? Like what makes it different? Can you explain that in your words? Yeah. So within buying streaming television in the past, you had to have a a seat on the DSP. Sponsored television, it will be another tile within the ad console. So, you know, brands could spend a couple hundred bucks and get a television ad up and running. And so because Amazon has, you know, such a large pool of customers, it allows brands to find those customers that are most relevant to them and then tell their story and drive discoverability, you know, not just on Amazon, but off Amazon. And so that to me is super interesting. And then how that can tie back both to sales on Amazon, as well as across other marketplaces. Gotcha. I was looking out for my retail folks who see that and they're like, couldn't you always advertise? No, 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 no. You know, it's different. It's, it's a lo- Think of it as just a lower bar of entry. And so it's open to you know more and more brands. And is that set up specific to Amazon or does something like that exist for any other streaming TV platforms? The closest I would compare it to ease of entry, um, the most similar is probably YouTube, but only about 50% of YouTube is watched on a big TV. You know, most of it is on, you know, on mobile. And so what Amazon's doing is sort of bringing the ease of YouTube with the ability to reach an Amazon audience and then 
do it in a, in a way that is in sight, sounds, motion across a big, big screen TV. So I, I, that's what I think is super interesting about it. And we'll see sort of how it works. That makes sense. That makes sense. Last question on that product. I'm just curious, like in your mind, how does that kind of change the advertising via STV landscape for the future? Yeah, so I think it's it's an and statement. And so it's a it's an opportunity, one, for little brands who, you know, have not run television before to be able to start to pull in new customers. So instead of just, you know, fighting for existing traffic, you know, i.e. what people are searching for, it's a way to generate additional traffic. And ideally, it's searching for those branded terms, which will have lower CPCs, and to help brands grow categories. So that, to me, it's empowering to brands and, uh, you know, both for small and large brands. And it should be really interesting to see. I'm very curious, you know, they, they have like an embedded QR code on there and just how much customers use that QR code and, uh, you know, how you can then deterministically tie back to the efficacy of the ad. Perfect. Okay. Moving on to product or sounds like it's more of a metric launch number two, but I still, I still don't remember what the acronym, other than new to brand something. So I'm just going to let you roll with this sure, yeah. one. So, so this is actually really related to sponsored television. So I guess... Four evenings ago, Amazon, within their, their API docs, um, started rolling out you know more metrics. And one of them is new-to-brand detail page view. So NTV, DTP, VR. So it's a you know, easy. really yeah. easy one <laughs> to hang on to. So what this is, so if you think about the traditional new-to-brand metric, new-to-brand means over the trailing 12 months, this customer has not purchased your brand on Amazon. Yes, if you're a large brand that has distribution, you know, across, you know, brick and mortar, um, some of these are channel shifters, but let's put that aside for a second. New to brand is key in my mind because it shows sort of, you know, are you are you taking share or not? Because you're, you're getting more customers than your competitors. But if we assume that, you know, we have a 10% conversion rate across all of Amazon, let's just use easy math. If you just look at your new to brand purchases, you're leaving 90% of the customers. You're, you're ignoring 90% of the customers hit your detail page. When I think about mid funnel and upper funnel, the goal is not necessarily to drive a purchase immediately, but it is to drive engagement. And so this is a way to say, hey, am I getting new customers to my detail pages? And, you know, and so this then ties back to sponsored television in the sense that I don't really care about short-term ROAS on, on sponsored television. This is a much better metric to say, hey, am I getting additional people to my PDPs? Are they engaging with the ad? And a way to measure it in a way that outside of AMC, you haven't been able to. And so we actually created a similar metric about six months ago using AMC. And then when we can sort of scale that across all the different ad types, but this is a way that Amazon is sort of taking that metric and then deploying it across for all advertisers. So you don't have to write SQL and do all the acrobats within AMC. Gotcha. You answered all my follow-up questions in that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> but darn, I had one off the top of my head because I have to ask something. Hold on. I got it. It came back. Well, this is like interview 15. So <laughs> yeah, 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 you, take, all right, you, you can get it away all you want. We, as a company, like are very interested in the new to brand metric and we talk about it a lot. And you don't see a lot of other people spending a lot of time looking at new to brand. To my knowledge, I just don't see it in my sphere other than coming from us. Why such an emphasis on new to brand and all of the cool things that? So when I think about various metrics, I like to obsess over what are the input metrics that are highly correlated with an increase in GMV. And so I would much rather look at the things that I think will lead to a brand being successful on, you know, across digital commerce. And so 
you know, for a long time, we have obsessed with those metrics that lead to sales and lead to share. And so that's why, like, sir, like early on, we were hyper focused on top of search for, you know, especially within CPG categories. And uh, while we were early on with just search in general. And so uh, to me, this is the next evolution of that because it is allowing brands not just to be down funnel, but to be mid funnel and then grow their sales and share. And so I expect that this will be become more and more of an important metric. We're already seeing Instacart use it. We're seeing Walmart use it. And I think everybody will be coming along with it. But I could be wrong. Happy to be wrong. But I don't think I, feel, I am. I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. All right. Last up, number three has to do with generative AI and Amazon launching this image generation, which I saw, I watched on the screen and I was like, well, now that's kind of cool. So tell me about that. Sure. So uh, let me tie it back to sponsored. We'll, we'll say on sponsored television. The big barrier for running sponsored television is not do people think television ads work? Everybody knows they work. We can debate how well and how much you should pay for them and who you should reach, but everybody knows it works. And the barrier is creative. And so and to a lesser extent, even on, um, you know, on, on display advertising, whether that's, you know, on site or off. And so what Amazon is doing is they're trying to figure out ways to, you know, eliminate that barrier. And so with generative AI and starting with, you know, static banners, they're making it easier for more brands to be able to access those placements and then to then see the efficacy, you know, of those creatives relative to whether it's, you know, static images they do themselves, you know, or just auto-generated DEAs, et cetera. So to me, this is a, it's giving more creative to more brands and making it easier for them to run um, display both on and off Amazon. And I feel like this is just like the beginning and it's like one specific place that you can get image generation from Amazon. But I feel like more is coming. I think I think this is very much the beginning. And um, I think the team behind it is very ambitious. They are looking at different ways they can help brands. And I wouldn't be I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they come up with. But my expectation is it become creative becomes easier and easier, both to deploy and to measure going forward. And that I think creates a much better uh, experience for customers as well as for brands. And I from the consumer or customer perspective, like when I see a sponsored brand and it's just like the product on the white background, I'm like, really? What? That's not your brand? Well, so, okay. So the funny thing with that is though, when the unit launched, it was originally called the Sparkles retail unit. Then it became the headline search unit and then it became sponsored brands. And it's a couple different placements, but the top one is the, mo the most performant. Early on, what we saw was like the more that the ad looked like an organic placement, the better it did. So the more, so, okay. the more, so the more boring it was, the better. Over time, that's changed, and Amazon has purposefully created a bit more friction to slow customers down. So it doesn't. You, so you don't just go in there and you just see the thing that looks like an organic placement, and you click on it. And and what we've seen, like early on, like sponsored products and the HSA looked almost like the same thing. And you know, it's just all these different face outs. And one was technically a search result on display, but whatever. But now it's you know, sponsored brands has diverged. You know, and they're trying to figure out how does it become mid funnel. Personally, I don't think it should be, even though it's the most performant placement, I don't think it actually makes sense to be on the top because I think that adds friction at a time when customers just want to click and get to the item. I think it's a wonderful placement further down the search page and on the PDPs below the buy box because that's a customer in saying, hey, I'm not finding what I'm looking for. And they scroll down you know, on the, on the search page or they scroll down on the PDP. And that's actually my favorite placement with it because it's more incremental than just on top. On top, they've already, they've already entered into the query that they care about. And so I, I'd rather focus on sponsor products on that. Makes sense. All right. We have to, of course, do what you're looking forward to next month, which nothing happens next month. <laughs> Next month, let's see, uh, let's see, what month is it? It's October, so huh, what is, so next month is like uh, Turkey Infinity. 
<laughs> and so it used to be Turkey Five. It used to be Black Friday. Then it was Turkey Five, and now I think it's like Turkey November. And so I'm already deal fatigued, you know. And and, and look, and I think it's a bit more seriously like. I worry that things are becoming too promotional. And so sort of in if, if when I look at like recent uh, CPG earnings, they all have dollar growth. They don't have unit growth. And so, in, in okay, sure, their earnings look better, but it's because they're charging more uh, in an inflationary environment, not that they're selling more units. So then last year, everybody was long on inventory, so they were highly promotional. Makes sense. This year, inventory position is much better, and yet they're still highly promotional. That tells me the customer is potentially fatigued as well as just has less discretionary income, especially in the context we talked about a couple of months ago of, you know, having uh, student loan repayments coming back to the fold. So, you know, it sort of is the new normal, hey, it's inflationary, eventually you tame it, but does the customer, you know, sort of just only look for deals? And at what point do the deals become insincere and less effective? And so I'll be sort of curious to see how demand shapes up for the rest of the quarter, as well as at what point. And so to me, it's sort of longitudinal exercise of like, when does it happen? when you pull forward? And then what is that cadence throughout the uh, the month? Gotcha. And I, I do actually have one more question because I can see the messages coming after I send this file off. Emma, you didn't ask it. What is the most important product launch out of the three that you were talking about? I feel like I know. I think it's sponsored television. I mean, I think it's a really big deal for small brands, for big brands, for China sellers. It's super interesting. I'm excited about it and uh, really looking forward to sort of playing around with it and better understanding it. But it's uh, it's a fun one. Got it. All right. Thank you. Once again, we've done it again. In real life, though, that's a first. Yeah, yeah. I think no, that is a first. Always fun. And that's it for this month's e-commerce news. Tune in next month for our November recap and be sure to share this episode if you enjoyed it. I'm Emma Irwin, and I'll see you next time. Hey, like what you're hearing? If you'd be interested in partnering with Flywheel to grow your e-commerce business, we have an offer for a potential audit of your catalog on Amazon, Walmart, or Target from the Flywheel team. They are always curious to dive into media strategies and content optimizations, so reach out today by emailing us at audit at flywheeldigital.com.